0: What's going on, Flix Talkers? This is David, and welcome back to Flix Talk podcast. Now, we just recently took a little vacation, my girlfriend and I, to San Diego, California, and we had a couple of hours to kill. And we were actually going to catch this last week, but you know, things just started coming up, and it was actually her birthday weekend, so we didn't end up catching the Intruder on this past weekend. So you know, some days went by, and like I said, we had a couple hours to kill down in San Diego, California, and it was kind of a gloomy day, more on some movie watching weather so we decided to hit up the nearest AMC and check out The Intruder because a couple of months ago when that trailer dropped we were pumped for it because we're a couple guys that really likes these home invasion thriller type movies and the trailer kinda let me to believe that it was gonna be a little more action-packed than what it was, so I won't just jump into it quite yet, but let's just jump right into the bare bone specifics for The Intruder. Now, this film was directed by Dion Taylor, and I shit you not, I did not look him up before thinking this first thought that this movie felt so much like the movie Traffic that came out last year, and it stars Paula Patton and Mike Epps. Now, if you guys have seen that, you guys are definitely gonna get the vibes after watching this and it totally clicks now looking up the cast. So you guys can definitely feel his flow in The Intruder. Now, right away, guys, right off the bat, what pulled me in was Dennis Quaid playing the creepy neighbor. I think we all kind of got that vibe, at least from seeing it, you know, his more happy side trying to be really, really, you know, um, just welcoming of this new couple that's going to buy his house. If you guys don't know too much of it, he is someone that's an older gentleman who had a tragedy, a death in the family, his wife, and other accusations and stories about how she died as well. They dive deep into that. But essentially, it's about someone that is selling their home just to kind of start a new to a younger couple, but he can't let go of it because it holds so much more memory. So he's always kind of sticking around and lingering and he just starts invading these people's lives, you know, and he he just really can't leave the home. So it's something that's, that has that element, that chunk of plot right there that you can do so much with. But I got to say right off the bat guys, it wasn't executed too well. I mean, it kind of lingered on a little bit. And I really liked a lot of the characters in this movie, more notably Dennis Quaid and Megan Good. I thought they acted their ass off. This guy, Michael Ela or Ellie, I'm not too sure how you pronounce the last name. Uh, I hadn't seen too much of him. I always see him like more in a co-star role, Um, but he always kind of plays a more similar similar role. In this one, he's kind of like a big wig who is part of like a fortune 500 company or more on the upper echelon of like a, I believe it might be like a real estate or or something going on where he's dealing with a lot of money. He's closing these broker deals and, and whatnot. So he's making a lot of money. He wants to give Megan Good the life that she deserves. So he goes out and buys this huge, like over $3 million house from Dennis Quaid, cleans out, you know, closes the deal, but we find out there's a reason why this house has not been sold to anybody else on the market. Something crazy happened in the house, and it all attaches to Mr. Dennis Quaid's character, Charlie Peck. So it's a cool interaction back and forth between, you know, Dennis Quaid's character and Megan Good, and obviously Megan Good, you know, no pun intended. She is kind of like, you know, the good seed and the and the good-natured neighbor in all of this, and she's very welcoming of him. You know, she's inviting him to Thanksgiving and Michael's character he plays Scott Russell you know he's more of like the you know this guy has some ulterior motives and, and he's very standoffish he doesn't just he just doesn't like him around so much he wants Dennis Quaid's character to just give them their space and get the hell out he appreciates him at the beginning but then he just wants him out now I thought it was cool we got to see the character of Scott he was more of the city boy type and they're moving to Napa Valley which is like more of like kind of countryside but more you know just very 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 small like there's no neighbors for miles around so it was cool kind of seeing him go from city life to that because it, it, it talks a lot about how he's not really good at like household chores or even remodeling the house he always hires other people to do it he doesn't want to get his hands dirty you know he's very you know I'll, I'll hire someone for that type of guy he won't do it himself Dennis Quaid is the complete opposite and he almost kind of you know oversteps his boundaries and how many chores that he wants to take on for this couple but ultimately it's because he can't leave the house. He just can't let it go even after he sold it to him. So I think seeing that back and forth, you know, that dual nature of characters was really cool to see. But the pacing of everything just to kind of get to that point of craziness and obsessive neighbor you know, interaction that happens towards that third act of the movie it just took way too long. I mean, I had people behind me yawning, and it was a really not even a packed theater at all whatsoever, and and I kept checking my watch. It was getting a little boring at times, but when that third act finally kicked in and the crazy of Dennis Quaid kicked in... Uh- Everything was really, really like, whoa, just, like, this is what I was waiting for the whole freaking time, but it really took a lot to build up to this. I mean, I won't make this spoiler review too long, guys. I mean, it's pretty cookie cutter, you know, one and done type. You're going to forget it in T minus one day, guys. I mean, you're not gonna really remember this. If you guys have seen Traffic, or even like Lakeview Terrace, which I thought was a better movie than this one right here, then you guys are probably gonna get the gist of The Intruder. It's more of like a home watch movie. I mean, wait for VOD, or just pick it up on physical, guys. But I mean, seeing it in theaters, it was a little bit kind of too drawn down. It's like an hour and 42 minutes, plus trailers. So it was a little boring for me, but I mean, I was entertained throughout. But I gotta throw in here, guys, without getting too much into spoiler territory, the ending of this movie before the credits were shown, it was so damn cheesy and cookie cutter. I looked at my girlfriend and we both laughed at each like we both laughed out loud and it was ridiculous. So be prepared for some of that, you know, as well as a lot of hip-hop music thrown in there. I feel like every time there is a black cast, there is a slew of hip-hop, R&B music, and just a gratuitous amount of sex scenes. And I feel like that's so cliche and cookie-cutter, especially nowadays. That feels like such like an early 2000s thing, so... Get away from that because it was so like it was just so cliche and cookie cutter, guys, like I said. But overall, I gotta give the intruder guys maybe a six out of ten, saying it was okay, but it was nothing that we were really excited about, and the trailer really made it look more epic and thrilling than what it actually was was all right guys if you guys did like this review please give it a thumbs up and make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe and bell notification to get contacted about more content like this i always have movie news on my channel daily guys so make sure you guys are checking back all right guys thank you guys so much for checking out the review till next time i'm gone peace